Welcome to Big Natural Talents. Okay, we've got to get going. Welcome to Big Natural Talents. Conchetta, how are we feeling? Hi, we're back in the studio. This is our first time back in months. We've been touring, as everyone knows, so we don't shut up about it. Everyone knows, and our guest knows all about it. They've actually been following us on the road at every stop. (laughs) He's got a new documentary about us, BNT on the road. It's coming out soon, and I guess he might have written a book about something else, but that's less important. Um, We are joined by Mr. Tom Tilly, author, radio man, storyteller, <laughs> bass player. And and dude. Uh-huh. And dude. And dude. Absolutely. <laughs> One of the dudes. <laughs> I mean, it's not really for me to judge, is it, whether I'm a... What is a dude? It's a big a, question. It's yeah. a, <laughs> this is a philosophy podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's philosophy. I've got my Kim Kardashian philosophy. t-shirt on. <laughs> it's, and natural blonde, may I add as well? Correct? Yeah, look, slowly getting darker, but yeah. hanging on to as much of it as I can. None of it's fake. Are you worried about going grey? Yeah. Do men no. worry about this kind of thing? No. I mean, yes, men do worry mm. about it. Not this particular man. Man. Um, not this dude. seems to be hanging on. <laughs> Dude, don't worry about a thing, let alone, well, I do. This dude's carefree as hell. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. It's a lot of girl energy coming at you, but it's just going to be fun and crazy and wild and we want to get to know you and and your gossip. And your gossip and and your fun. So, Tom, I guess, like, I know you from Hack on Triple J, Mm. but when did you stop doing that, like, years and years ago? Two years ago. Two years. Okay, good. That's actually not that long ago. Because yeah. <laughs> you know how sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, remember Matt O'Kine from Triple J? And people are like, he hasn't been on Triple J for 15 years. Oh, yeah, that was in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how old am I? I was born in the 90s. Why do I know that? Well, it's like ch- child stars, isn't it? Their age yeah. kind of freezes wherever they were. Yeah. They That's so true. Yeah. You won't believe if where we, they are now. Yeah. We got Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> on the same show. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Macaulay Culkin's our next guest. And we're like, so, Home Alone, you were just on it. Let's talk about it. You're still on the press junket? God, I'd love to get Macaulay. But we've got another blonde in the hot seat today. Thank you. you I do? did die at once. Oh, I went really? full blonde for a while. You know how Ooh. almost everyone has to do that? Can I just point? say that when a guy does it, I'm like, what happened? Yeah, are mm. you okay? Yeah, what happened just before you did that, <laughs> Uh In my case, it was I was in my sort of wildest years at that <gasps> point, And it was just a you know another string to the bow of mm. the sort of... Um, party years i just wanted a new look yeah a strong look and i got it and you got it was yeah. that in like uni days <laughs> well yeah no <laughs> mid-30s <laughs> <years ago. laughs> i was a really late yeah really late bloomer that and that sort of goes back to what i've written the book about which is growing up in a pentecostal church which is quite strict and hardcore <gasps> and yeah. then slowly but surely um things loosened up yeah. yeah, Lauren. Not to make this about me for a single second, but don't you see what? the? the <laughs> don't you see the? Isn't it your podcast? You have every right <laughs> to do that. She never does this, <laughs> except when the mics are on. Yeah. No, but don't you? I was when I was reading about you and your book and stuff. Don't you see the ties? Because you don't know me at all from a bar of so, but I have my own little story, okay. which is that I grew up with um, a dad who was really violent, so domestic violence. Okay. Anyways. So how I related to your story of like, I also felt like a really late bloomer because I was with my dad living in this house where he's very strict and controlling and no boys, no this, no mm. that, all these rules, 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 and it was really scary until I was like mm, 19. 
and it was like after that that I saw everyone would be like why haven't you like got your driver's license and why mm. don't you why don't you know things that most young cool people know and I'm like oh yeah because I had the so I just related in that sense mm. a little that's bit nice. to yeah. how that could feel a little bit yeah that's kind of what I'm loving about the book is when like a lot of people are writing to me have had very similar ex- experiences and that they're really feeling something when they write it but I also love it when someone who has a fairly different experience still sees the parallels like yeah. the editor of my book is a lesbian and she said this is so relatable for me because of how hard it was for me to come out and everything that that happened around that so Mm -hmm. that's nice that like you have a very different experience and sorry to hear about the tough side of that but to think that someone else's story can somehow give you something yes um, that's that's just nice it's so nice and what you're talking about when people wrote to you anyways not to make this like philosophy but just to people who wrote to you it was just like i love it that's why you do it you just say your yeah. thing and other people let them come because they will come from all different build it and he will come, build it and they will come. so build back to dreams. fun stuff yeah you said you were late bloomer so then the blonde came late same yeah, yeah. thing for me when i left i was like time to make a big change and i dyed my hair from brown to black Oh, <laughs> and I really was like, rebelling! Really crazy. Welcome to the Black say? Parade. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna recognise. It's interesting that some people, like when they're really expressing themselves, go black, and some people go peroxide white. Yeah, I wonder what that says. Well, guess which one's cheaper? Black. Going oh, really? black from brown, you just yeah. get a box dye, and, and easier for your hair color. Like for yeah. you to go blonde, like you'd probably melt all your hair off. Totally. And, and maybe it sort of is about the level of commitment as well, because when yeah. you peroxide, you peroxide. You peroxide. Yeah. You don't go back. Yeah. That's that, and that's exciting. You should do it again. Do it again for the book. You know for what? the book. For the book junket. I'm not worried about gray hair. I'm worried about just slowly losing it. And yeah. So yeah. When, which most blokes are. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a dude. They don't talk about it much. Dudes. No, they don't talk about. They're, they're worried. Like, that yeah. was yeah. My all well, my boyfriend said as well. Like he's never dyed his hair peroxide blonde, but he said like, man, I always feel like I wanted to at least once in my life just do that. But then he was like, but now like it feels like it's too risky. Like you don't want to put that exactly. amount of chemical on like a thirty-four year old head. You don't. You don't. You just don't know what's going to oh come my back. God. And I did exactly that and put the comb through it and just like. Goodbye. Ooh, Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. That's, you know how like women, as we get older, there's like a biological clock for our eggs and stuff. No. Maybe men. <laughs> so what? glad I came on this podcast. <laughs> but like, maybe men can relate in their own way to like that time is ticking for their. It's hair. the biological hot clock. Yeah. It's ticking it's with every hair. hair. With every out hair. And peroxiding, it only speeds it up. Yeah. It's a multiplier <laughs> of the hot clock. But if they keep their hair, then like I feel like men can go grey and it's just distinguished. Like you'll yeah. you'll probably just go grey on the sides and it'll be like cool. So cool. Whereas I've got like five white hairs coming through my fringe and like I'm freaking out because I think I think they're fine because I've always had white hairs because mm. um I mean as a natural redhead, my hair is actually multitonal, which is incredibly beautiful and rare. But people have always told me like redheads don't go grey, you won't go grey. And so I'm like, Oh, I'm fine. And then they'll also say like you'll never get that color in a bottle you'll ne- no one so can dye stuff. their hair so that people color say a lot of things to you yeah. people are saying shit and, to me yeah. about people my hair. F- shout out their color they do. Why, do why do people have such a visceral reaction to red hair i have it too i, I think red hair is wonderful um, my little baby is just starting to show <gasps> signs of no. being a redhead or at least oh. a strawberry blonde a bit That's like exciting. his dad at certain points well, you look borderline yeah. to be honest i i'm accepted in the redhead family Good. it's just i think it's just an energy you want to be an ally yeah. to the redhead i'm at least an ally <laughs> 
Mm. Um, you're freckled and you've got very fair eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolute um, skin cancer candidate. So yeah. people accept me. But yeah, my little boy's starting to show signs oh. of being part of this special club yeah. as well. And for some reason, it I find it very exciting. It just gets so people going. Everyone's cheering, <laughs> cheering him on. It's very, we've, we're a community, we're a group. I love how like you've written this book about like this really interesting deep topic and we're like, yeah, okay, we'll talk about it for a second. But anyway, <laughs> being a blonde. <laughs> yeah, we like to keep it fun and live. Lots of fun. It's, and also this is the first podcast we're recording after the election. Mm. Huge. Yeah. I wanted to also like maybe we can do this now. Maybe I want to do it now. now. Yeah. I think this is even like let's call it a segment. Let's call it a specific segment bespoke for you. Just it's like for you. a radio it's show. Isn't made. It? Mm. It's <laughs> tailor made. It's Tom Tilly tailor made. <laughs> Thank you. Um, because you um, did hack, which was like a news ish program. You're explaining things. You're yeah. you were a voice to educate the youth. Me and Conchetta still identify as the youth. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't. Against all odds. Against. <laughs> <Yeah>. Against the clock. <laughs> against what people are saying to us. Against the facts. Against the truth. We are still identifying as the youth. And so I thought, why don't we um, let you, like, you know, put that old hat on and explain some things to us? Because it's just been the election. And look, I know how the election works. But at the same time. But also not really. Maybe I don't. <laughs> Wait, what's the segment called? It's called Tom Splaining. Yes. How good's that? Tom Splaining. Okay. And it's not problematic. And this is, I think, yeah, it's not. Okay. Only in this. I can do it problematic if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, talk down to us. Um, Because that's also my thing as well. Like, you know, like mansplaining is bad. um, But I also, what I also love about a lot of men is like, you can just ask them a question and they'll like relish in trying to tell you the answer. Yeah. You know, and I feel like you're qualified to give the answers. So I'm walking into a mansplain here, aren't I? Yeah. But yeah. I've been invited but to walk in. But we're invited. It's we're like inviting. a fun party. Mansplain away. Please, <laughs> Tom Splain. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the specific okay, yeah. the question? question? I guess maybe <laughs> What my... is the election? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Let's start. Well, maybe yeah. like, I guess like, um, so Labor, are they forming a minority government? And what does that mean? Okay, at this point, it's still up in the air. Okay, I'll let me get my pen. Did the time change then straight away? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it looks like, according to like Anthony Green and some of the election number crunches, that they will just get over the line to have a majority. So you need 76 seats to be able to vote something. So there's 150 seats, right? So you need more than half to be able to vote something through. And that's if everyone in the Labor Party agrees because they can cross the floor, can't they? Yeah, but they rarely do it in Labor. They work more as a team, whereas the Liberals pride themselves on giving people, you know, more freedom to choose for themselves. Cool. So if they get over 75, so they get 76, then they can vote stuff through just with Team Labor. But if they're less than that, they're going to have to um, win over some of these new independents you will have been hearing about. There's, I think, 10 independent women who are on this big cross bench wow, so wherever cool. the there's a uh, contingency of girl bosses yes of smart motivated <laughs> women who yeah. are not beholden to a party it's pretty cool that's wow. so cool yeah I that's would us. love to go to brunch with these women. Yeah, yeah, I would. I'd love to make them pay for the brunch. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like, um, how many green seats have we confirmed? Do you know? Um, so that's still in flux. Mm. So you already had Adam Bant, who's yeah. coming back again. And then it's going to be two or three more, I think. Cool. So if it's two more, they've tripled the number of seats they've got in the lower house. Yeah. If it's three more, they've quadrupled. So it's pretty huge for them. And... They're going to have 
a lot of senators as well. I don't have the number right on hand, but around about 10. So that's a lot of people in the Senate as well. Wow. And and I think the way it's going to land in the Senate is that they will need that crossbench. So the Greens and or, and or some other crossbench senators to get stuff through. So that'll be interesting. The whole thing has swung to the left a long way from where it was. Yeah. Where the coalition had a slender majority and could get stuff through. So now, you know... Labor will be able to get stuff through on their own or with the support of these crossbenchers who are mostly sort of left-leaning a lot of issues. And then the Senate, big power to the Greens and the crossbench there. So things are going to change. Can I just say, like, watching the election coverage, which was, like, on every channel, and watching the speeches of both Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese, fellow WOG, do their speeches to people and just watching, like, a full room of people just going nuts who, like, I, I was just being like, this is crazy the way they talk is crazy i'm like these guys are just normal guys they're just like normal people i just was like think i was just zooming out and being like this is mental like we're all just people this is like a really crazy party i was trying to like relate it to like what is this like is this like a party like a really fun party that you want to get invited to and anyways and also i read how like you used to be school captain which mm. is i used to be school captain oh, wow. and i was trying to be like how can I relate to when I like I was just one of the people, and then I would just like f- say and funny then speeches. You were the school and then I was a school, but like that's the closest <laughs> thing I have to what that is. Like, elected by your pit, and then like I'm watching this, being like, this is just like House of Cards. Like all the stuff that's behind this is crazy, and for what to like run a country? Does anyone get this? Like, does anyone get what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? It's yeah. like, yeah. it's like, what is this? You mean like, how can they have so much intense fervor? Like, yeah, this is just why so do they care random. so much? This yeah. is so random yeah. that this is a human constructed thing that we've made. It's theater. politics and imp- it's theater. It's imp- it's just the like game, who speaks? Theater. Hello, my peer. Even the way they speak, I'm like, just speak normal. Like, what are you? What are you saying? But I mean, it's a speech. It's like you know, they get up and they go. We have made an achievement. It's just like you get on stage and you go, hi, girlies. You know, it's mm. it's the theatre. It's their persona. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're... It's oration. You know, if they're, if they're speaking to someone one-on-one, it, it comes very naturally and you speak a certain way. You hit that big audience and people just... It's like slogans. And yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. And, and influence I'm, and like kind of the projection of power and trustworthiness and stuff is important, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're starting to think about how you're going to be portrayed a lot more, which means you end up going for these kind of tropes and sort of unnatural behaviours. Mm. And maybe that's because when you're in a huge room full of people, you can't read each individual. Whereas if we're sitting down one-on-one or one-on-two, I can see how you're reacting and adjust. But so you get up in front of hundreds or thousands, you're like, well, I'm just going to go straight down the middle, keep it within the bandwidth and not get too fruity either way because I won't be able to tell if people are hating me or not. Yeah. And, uh, maybe that's what makes people sort of get into those boxes that look a bit weird. Yeah, so true. It's just so weird. Anyways, so do you true. have any other questions other than the one I was going to ask? That, um, did that make sense? What yeah. I said before, was that a yeah. yeah. I learned a lot. Okay, I think great. so as well. I think, um, and, and as well, the thing of like, if they had a minority and they like need to convince the greens to vote with them on something then does that mean like the greens will be like yeah well we'll vote with you on this but you have to help us put dental and medicare or something like do they yeah. like blackmail each other like yep. that that's exactly what that's, they that's amazing. See, and that's the amazing. that's the sort of thing that they might push for as well um yeah pushing dental into medicare or yeah. they might the other the other one they're likely to push onto labor is to increase their um climate change ambitions so the, 20, yeah. the 2030 target from 43 percent where they've got it they might say hey 
not good enough. Got to be 50 or 60. That's awesome. Bring it up. I read that you were an investment banker also in your Wikipedia profile for a little bit. (laughs) And so here's my question. What's a really quick and easy way to make money fast? (laughs) 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 Just for me and all the girlies, like what's a money tip that we can have? Don't know. know. If I knew I'd be doing it. No, but I was going to say, is there any like gossip from that time? Because when I read Investment Banker, I think of Wolf Wolf of Wall Street. Money never sleeps. I think of titties. I think of like cocaine. (laughs) You're on the phone yelling. Did you ever yell on the phone? No, it was nothing like that. I ended up sort of in the sales and marketing side of it. So it was... um, None of that intense mm. uh, masculinity mm. that we all know and love from that industry. <laughs> Damn. Um, but right at the end, before I just gave it up for good, I went for a job in like a trading job where you sort of, it's one of those sort of cliche scenes with lots of screens in front yeah, of you on yeah. the phones, you know, doing deals on different trades and um, yeah, interviewed all the way up to like London, Tokyo, like all the way through the different sort of levels of bureaucracy and then it didn't get it at the end. I was like, all right. I'm out. If I'm just going to stay out here in sales and marketing wearing pink button-up shirts with French collars, then it's just not cutting it for me. I'm either going all all in Wolf of Wall Street or I'm going to go do something else. So that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And then you just like went to Triple J and you were like, I'm here to tell it how it is. And they're like, yeah. get on the airwaves. They're like, hey, um, guy from Deutsche Bank, we'd love to employ yeah. you at the National Youth Broadcast. And they're like, do you have the candidate. Yeah, they're like, do you have any fun, easy tips how to make money fast? <laughs> they're like, because God, we need it. Yeah. I said, just, you know, keep asking the government for money. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love I to that do that. Possibly is the quickest way. That is what I do. Um, <laughs> and every fortnight I do get money quick for doing nothing from the government. Yeah, the, qu- the quantities are low, but the speed is Yeah, high. it does come in right the day after I report my income. So, you know, you can't complain. You can't hate that. And hey, sign up to the Patreon. Um, <laughs> we need it. Because I think they might make me go work in a field soon or something. Okay. <laughs> we can't lose it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> And then I guess maybe do you want to talk about the book a little bit and then do you want to do – because, yeah, we touched on it. You grew up Pentecostal Mm. and your book is called Speaking in Tongues. Yeah. Can you explain what Speaking in Tongues is to our listeners? And or – I mean, I don't want to make you, but if you wanted to do an impression of Speaking in Tongues. Yeah, did you see it all the time? I love that. We'd love that. Um, Yeah, won't be doing it again right here and now. It is in the (laughs) audio book, though. Oh, great. Um, Because I got to that bit of of the story. I'm like, well – I'm in, the, in this, like, recording booth with the sound engineer. And I'm like, it's kind of be weird just to, like, say these little f- phrases. So, I just I did it in the audio book. Wow. But basically, it's... Um, and I, I don't want to take the piss out of it because it's a very serious spiritual thing mm-hmm. for a lot of people, millions of people still in the, in the world today. And basically, the idea is that if you sort of open your heart to God, He can give you this gift of speaking in tongues where you speak out in this free form kind of like improvised language that God supposedly gives you. It's it's a language that no one else around you would understand Ooh, and it's like you're just sounds like direct babbling kind yep. of yeah. It would sound like babbling to someone else and actually it, it even does to you. And it's like you're not having to process through like the English English linguistic program. It's just like you just Freeforming all your fears and your thoughts and your desires in a like direct communication to God. So it feels almost like you're meditating and praying by just like rolling out this tongue and people just do it for hours. So Whoa. super, super common in the whole Pentecostal community. 
And our church was a bit different because they said, you have to have this. This is the only sign that you're saved. Um, in most of the Pentecostal world, say Hillsong, for example, lots of people do it, but it's more like um, an additional way of kind of nurturing your spiritual life rather than like a must-have. But saying you have to do it, does that mean like, would anyone like pretend to do it? Just yeah, right? Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, that and, like it's like forcing it. Yeah, and so they're getting like pretty young kids. We were like seven, eight to have these sort of prayer meetings to speak in tongues. And I think this was one of the biggest problems with it because a lot of the adults had sort of had this experience later in life where it, you know, it really meant fun- something for them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. good for them. But then they sort of had kids in this same community and they're like, oh, well, I guess the kids have to do it. And they couldn't help themselves from wanting it to happen quite early for the yeah. kids because it was just too, too perfect. It's like, we've received this, our kids have, we're yes. this united community. Yes. You know, it was very utopian for them. And I think it went too far by pushing on the kids yeah. at an early age. Because also hearing you explain it like that, like I think it's easy to make fun of. And like I can even think of like, you know, in TV shows and stuff all the mm. time in speaking tongues, it's always seen as this like silly thing. Yeah. And like it definitely is like fake sometimes and people would put it on to, you know, some Pentecostal leaders who are kind of grifters and stuff yeah. and doing this stuff to appear much more spiritual than they really are. But like the way you say it, like it's like a kind of a meditation thing. Like it doesn't, I'm not an expert on meditation, but like it doesn't seem like outside the realms of like, you know, a lot of different kinds of spiritual meditations and stuff. Like yeah. It's just like a vocalization. Like saying a mantra in a, in a yeah. language that you don't really understand. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Like having that kind of spiritual like relaxation and meditation and, and then verbalizing something. Yeah. Like that's not that crazy to say, but to say like, if you don't do this as like a seven-year-old child, then like God has not chosen you. Like that's yeah. that's pretty rude. That was the sort of takeout. So you, you're there as a kid going, oh, I hope it happens soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor kid is stressed. A kid's not supposed to be stressed. Yeah, and there was no timeline. Like it could have taken into your teenage years. But I think, you know, if everyone else around you was doing it at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and you're like 19, mm. they're like, oh, I'm just- everything okay and you, you start questioning yourself like am i arrogant that's what i was asking myself as a, as a kid mm. am i not humble enough like these i are, mean that's a good vocab though it's kind of a yeah. bit of self-reflection well, it's, it's very critical and bad but it's, it's, it's good <laughs> are you <laughs> arrogant <laughs> the answer was yes some, some kids are arrogant yeah. <laughs> kids especially yeah, yeah i think um Self-critique's great, but maybe you should start more mm-hmm. gently, I reckon, without <laughs> um, sort of fire and brimstone at one end of the equation. Yeah, like yeah. lower the stakes, I think. Yeah, lower the stakes. <laughs> let's critique. Let's ask questions. <laughs> let's improve ourselves. Let's not go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> let's not. And so is your family still involved in the church and do you have a relationship with them? Um, yeah, so that's the sort of... Um, that's the back end of the book that I don't want to give too yep. much away of because the second question is like... The first question is like what is speaking in tongues and Mm. then the the obvious follow is like how's the family and i'm getting people writing to me going relate to your book so much thank you so much for writing it but yeah my parents are still in it or my sister's still in it or you know my marriage is broken down because my wife was still in it and so we've ended up in a really good good place but it was a very surprising series of events that got us there and it wasn't the way i expected i didn't expect our lives to turn out like this I didn't expect to be living in Sydney. I grew up in a small town. I tried to get a job at the local coal mine. I was like, what? if I can afford a brand new ute and a jet ski, I'll be happy. I'll stay out here. But um, I ended up coming to Sydney wow. and 
leaving the church and a couple of decades went by and here I am. From and the coal mine to the stockroom floor to the yeah. radio to the to the book writing room, you know. It's, Someone will buy the screen rights, won't they? It's a journey. It's a journey. Wow. I th- Okay, this is like kind of a common question, but if there's a movie of your life, who's who's the actor you'd want to play you? And also, yeah. I think we should think of someone who we think should play Tom. Aaron um, Eckhart. Yeah, that's a great pick. Dark Knight, thank you for smoking. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. like I see that. On, like that's hard to compete. <laughs> I see that. And also um, that guy. Um, who, who? I don't want to say who we just played because it's like really funny to say that he played him and I want him to play you. But maybe yeah. that is what I should say. The guy who played uh, yeah, Nitrum in Nitrum. <gasps> oh, yes. He's like that Aussie um, actor. No, he's not oh, Aussie. Ma- the guy oh, who played not? Martin Bright. Caleb Landry-Jones. Right. Yeah, look. Maybe young you. As young you. Yeah, look, that doesn't feel good to agree it's with you. It's rude because yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, cast yeah, yeah. as a psychopath and he's cast yeah. as a crazy guy, but he's also a freckled guy yeah, yeah, with yeah, like yeah. a really strong and distinct face and I can just see him like energetically. And do you think um, he could make the leap from Martin Bryant to me quite easily? Yeah. yeah, I don't think it would be a reach, and you don't think it'd be that hard. To, I think that'd be. A, <laughs> no. I'd, like to, I'd like to think that would be a tough leap for an no, actor. No, no, he just much. has to be like, "Am I arrogant? Am I?" Arrogant? I think he'd like get the script and like flick through it and be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll do that." Yeah, yeah. I've done that before. Done that. <laughs> and you'd just rock up on set one day and it'd be like, "Wow, have you been preparing?" And he's like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> had a bit r- of homework. It's not exactly <laughs> the same, but it's close enough. Yeah. But no, I see that. Who do ouch, you think ouch. for Tom? Um, I was going to say um, that guy. Robert Pattinson. No, no. <laughs> like the guy who plays, he's like in the superhero movies and he's like handsome and like, but he's not got Ryan like, Reynolds. This is no. heading in a better direction to the last one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, he's like a total out <laughs> Don't worry. Like Chris something. Chris. 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 No, Chris Pratt. No. Chris Pine? Yeah. Or Hemsworth. Or Hemsworth! I cop that. I mean, anyone totally. would. I feel like if yeah. it's Hollywood, it's a Hemsworth. If it's yeah. an indie film, it's Caleb Andrew Jones. Okay. Because indie film is like they get like a weirder looking <laughs> version of you, you yeah. know? <laughs> okay. Now you have to do us. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we couldn't handle it. <laughs> we couldn't handle I just did. I did a gig that was streamed on TikTok. And, and um, all of the comments, like, for all of the comedians are insanely brutal, of course, because mm. it's, like, everyone's just, like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> um, but someone commented, Nicole kidding herself about That's me. Good. Which was That's good. so funny. So funny. And, I was and like, so who would play you? I mean, she's, like, old, older than my mother, I think, maybe. But, <laughs> yeah. But she looks that so works. young. Did it you see works. that Vanity Fair? <laughs> she looks great. If you could look that good in... Like 80 years or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> 100 years or something. <laughs> but then she would have all these articles about preparing for the role. It would be like when um, Renee Zellweger was like preparing to play Bridget Jones. Yeah. Except it would be My like... Favorite movie. Yeah, it would be Nicole Kidman being like to, to play Lauren. I had to... I blended up Big Macs and drank them to put on weight. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating donuts. And I went on Centrelink. Yeah, around the clock. back and forth to Centrelink tw- once yeah. every two weeks just to yeah. get that bigger. I just sat at home and ate chocolate all day to prepare... <laughs> Brutal. It was horrific <laughs> to get into character. Okay, I think we should get into gossip. Yeah. It's gossip time. It's gossip time, girlies. Come take a seat in the gossip corner. Choo choo. All about the gossip train. Okay, please. 
Tom Tilly, would you tell us what gossip have you brought from your life that you would like to share with us and all the girlies listening? Yeah, well, I guess most goss you keep to yourself because it's kind of embarrassing. Not here. But yeah, <laughs> not here. It's not what we're here for, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so in between the big career change for me is a bit of a weird story. I um, was a part-time international model. Oh, my, my God. God. So He's a part-time in... model. Did um, Flight of the Concords write that song about you? <laughs> I, feel like I was the you... hottest girl in the room. For, yeah. For you're you're being checking. a bit defensive now that I said that you look like Caleb Landry Jones. You're like, well, <laughs> I was... wanted to say I'm actually a fucking model. I was actually a part-time model, so I don't know yeah. why you said that. I was like the weirdest looking guy. He's not, the, he's not that weird looking. He just played a character that was yeah pretty weird. He just did a great job. Of he like, did a really a terrible good job. Person, yeah. <laughs> do the same job for you quite easily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was... So struggling for work, like really part time, mm, really part time, yeah, like yeah. almost not doing it. <laughs> the model, um, you did like one catalogue and you're like, yeah, I guess I'm a model I'm now. Model, yeah. <laughs> so I was living in Amsterdam and so I went across to London to try and get an agent and I got rejected by this agent. Um, but while I was sitting in the waiting room next to someone who was represented by them, he pulled out his run sheet for the day of all these castings Ooh. and I just sort of looked over his shoulder at the casting That's how you lineup. do it. Yeah. And um, I saw like mid-afternoon, like three o'clock, George Michael film clip <gasps> trying out in Covent Garden, spotted the time and just turned up. Oh, my God. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So this is like 2004. What I'm, was the film clip? Do you know? I'm not sure. I think maybe Fast Love came out around that time oh, yeah. or something. I'm not sure because they – um. So I, I go in, um, put my name down, and they divide us into three groups, 60s, 70s, and 80s. <gasps> and I'm like, put me in the 80s group, put me in the 80s group. This Why? Is a dance studio on Covent Garden because that's my genre of choice. Got it. I know the dance moves. Yeah. I've, I know the facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so... In <laughs> what's the- a facial expression from <laughs> You know, <the> like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like you're you're in the band client liaison. That's yeah. very eighties vibes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sixties is yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a I'm like, put me in the. I think there was nineties as well, which you know I grew up through that That's... era. <laughs> it's all just pouting, isn't it? Yeah. Whatever, whatever era it is. And I was like, maybe George Michael will be here, and he'll he'll see that. Look, he's a bad bad dancer, but I want him in my clip anyway. Yeah. Seems like a good person. I don't want to have dinner with him. Yeah, yeah just hang out. <laughs> I want to get him, um, I want to sponsor him for a visa. <laughs> yeah. So they put me in the 70s group. I'm like, what What do you do? So they throw you onto the dance floor. It's Austin Powers. Yeah, <laughs> and I just start doing these like bad awesome. disco points and then can't think of the next move, oh, just no. completely what run out of moves. There? And um, in the end, I just sort of stopped and just walked off and said, I don't think I deserve to be here. Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> For once, a guy has imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. And that's... rightfully so. Yeah. Literally and totally rightfully so. Not, even, to... not a syndrome, just, <laughs> just an, an imposter. And admitted an actual it. imposter. You had the confidence like to carry you there. To be Up like, to a point. But then you thought, no, I I am just a boy from Mudgee. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't be here. I have no right to be here. 
and just walk Yeah, out. even here in this podcast, yeah. you've got, you should you have, have no right. Yeah. His dance moves have been terrible the whole time, listeners. You can't oh see it, God, but he's been yeah. doing these disco Can points. we sit down for the rest of the show? No, you have to dance. <laughs> That's what we said when you begged to come on this podcast. We said you can, but you have to dance. I can't get, do people, do like, do film clips do that anymore where it's like. Full on, like cold auditions? Cold auditions. Probably. For like, Probably. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably like choose who comes to them for a reason. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that gossip. I was going to say, do you have any gossip? Because you, I read that you traveled in between mm. things in your life, just trying to find yourself. Same, yep. babe. Um, any stories from tra- your travels? Like any crazy parties, mm. things you, wild things you did in that sort Hostels. of same vein? Hostel. Oh. Yeah, it's a fair bit of wild stuff. Um, soon after I left the church, me and my brother travelled through Africa for uh, three months. Mm-hmm. Went wow. through um, South Africa. And my brother was much wilder than me. And we had a bit of a strange thing going on where if we'd hit a major landmark, someone would have to get nude and just like go for a streak out to the, <laughs> out to the edge of the landmark. So from the Kruger National Park to down on the Cape up through um, Lake Malawi. So you've we been just... nude on many continents. Yeah. Would you both African have to countries. get nude or one of you? Well, there was three of us for a while and we had a video camera and I can't remember if the cam- the person doing the camera work got nude as well or whether it was just the, the, the two out So it's on film. Yeah. So it's like wow. Kim K's sex some, tape. It could somewhere. be leaked at so any point. footage, okay. Except not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> if you are listening just to silly. this and you have the footage of Tom Tilly, leak it. The other I, funny thing we did on that trip, we um, we got all these sort of annoying warnings for people going, "Oh, it's so dangerous! Don't do this! Don't do that!" And we're just like, "Oh, you're really killing the killing vibe. the vibe here." And so we're just like, "Maybe you're wrong." So we um, just camped, like just took a tent, camped on the side of the road, and then um, my brother and and I tried to tell him not to. He's like, "We're gonna just pick up this hitchhiker and see what happens." So we oh. we pick up this hitchhiker in South Africa and he's just this like lovely humble guy he's like my brother's asking what language do you speak blah blah blah. he's like hey I'm just I'm just going to do the next gardening job at the next rich person's house and he was just so lovely and cool so then for the rest of the time we had the hire car which was another like um, 3,000 kilometers we had a hitchhiker in the car the whole time we just wow. constantly just drove around africa giving people lifts oh my god that's so wow. cool and, and nothing bad out. happened nothing bad happened that's awesome. only good if yeah. we did it it'd be like what's that movie yeah uh wolf wolf Thelma creek louise, no. yeah Thelma <laughs> louise. It, yeah yeah wolf Laura. creek meets Thelma louise <laughs> before they get a chance to kill us we kill ourselves <laughs> people we would watch that anyway see ya <laughs> yeah. come down with us <laughs> What about from um, any goss from being a client liaison, like being the bassist? Any groupie stories? Any yeah, the tour. What's it like being in a band? Like, is that do you, also? Like, I did. I said this what? to Conchetta before you came in. I think I saw a few years ago when I was on Tinder. I think I saw the blonde guy from your band on Tinder. Harvey. I believe we match. Tell I Harvey. don't believe we talked. Tell it. Harvey oh. Lauren has a boyfriend. Tell him <laughs> to Back s- off. just relax. <laughs> and I've actually got a boyfriend now. We live together and we're really happy. That's okay? great. Just let him let know, him know. She's you're happy? really happy. Let him know I'm taken. Really and happy. Back off. Okay. Back off. Okay. And let him know that she has a friend who's taken and really happy as yeah, well. And, and never- she's also not available. Okay. <laughs> 
photos of us and say these girls yeah. are not. Can you dangle the carrot and take it away? <laughs> Three years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And tell them to get over it and to move on. Wake up, stop writing songs about me. <laughs> the song Queen. Yeah. That was about you. I, um, I'm Off White Limousine. That yeah, was your That was I was the car. <laughs> <laughs> so is that pretty um, chill, yeah. you being the bassist in that band? Yeah, well that was just that was a total curveball. We ran into them at a festival, a friend knew them personally and we became friends. Harvey actually dated a friend of mine for a while. Okay, like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's what? happy. He's happy. I'm not jealous. Um, What's her fucking name? <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? And what does she look like? Well, yeah. Let me line it up. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same year as the swipe. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, then, like nine months later, um, Harvey called me and I said, "I've got a girlfriend. I'm happy." No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's happy. Yeah. All the We're all happy. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a number. And <laughs> I haven't met her yet. You're really messing up the timeline. Yeah. Um, and they said, do you want to, we've got to go into Triple J and do the like a version. And we want to do more of a band thing because normally we do just sort of a keyboard, laptop, microphone thing. And we've got my brother on guitar. Do you want to play bass? We saw you play bass with some, at a local gig, Frieda's in Sydney, blah, blah. Oh. RIP, the old Frieda's. Mm-hmm. Love the new Frieda's. Um, anyway. Little plug there for Dave. Um, <laughs> anyway, go and do this like a version segment, which is weird because at Triple J, I was the serious, boring current affairs guy. Suddenly yeah. I'm rolling in a metallic gold jacket wow. playing in client liaison. Everyone's like, what's Tilly doing in there? Never okay, know. get yourself a guy who can do both. That's, <laughs> that's like Waleed Ali doing the whip around, you know, on the yeah, project. Yeah, getting funny, um, <laughs> which, he, which he actually is as well somehow. Oh, um, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. We're running out of time, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Plays guitar. He, he could have joined Client oh Now that would have been a super group. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so then the Like a Version goes pretty well, apart from the whiplash from my colleagues. Then the manager goes, Well, the songs were cool. There's two of them. Why don't you get on stage with us next gig and do a little feature? So I'm like, Where's the next gig? He goes, Melbourne. We'll fly it down. I was like, Flying down for a gig. I'd never played to more than 100 people except in church, where I played to thousands <laughs> in my gospel blues band, but that's a whole other thing. Um, and. After we, we play a gig, we're supporting flight facilities who were oh, like blowing up at the time. Huge. This is 2014. And then after that gig that night, the manager goes, what are you up to tomorrow? I'm like, you tell me. It's like, you're flying to Brisbane with us. We're playing another show. And wow. then I was just on tour. That's awesome. That's I left one happens. night in, in, on a Friday night, got back Sunday night from Brisbane, rolled into Hack on Monday morning. I think I'm in a band. You're a part-time rock star. Guess what? Part-time model, part-time rock star. The modeling was long gone. Um, full-time heartthrob. Full-time natural blonde. <laughs> yeah. And then when you played on stage in front of all those people, were you so enlightened, excited that suddenly your mouth opened up and your heart opened and you spoke in tongues for the first time? I was like, not now. <laughs> it's a bad time, but it's happening. <laughs> get, get a mic and get an auto tune on this or something. God, it sounds good. I've got a fresh verse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well look how about we do like a rapid fire ending um, oh my god because we've got so many questions and look, yeah. we've been recording for a while so okay what am I okay here's my rapid fire questions over right. you're a dad yes other people that I know are dads have the best stories about their children shitting and mm. on them and stuff has that ever happened to you yes and <gasps> there's been punamis and you know all that stuff but wow. your whole it's just weird how your whole attitude changes from going 
how disgusting are other people's poos uh, and my own for that matter. <laughs> um, but Mine are awesome. I don't... T- that's cool. Yeah. Um, Tell congrats. Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but suddenly your attitude changed like, hey, I just want to make this little person happy and comfortable. And yeah. you, you, just you just drown out. So you your brain can just like change focus so much. That's awesome. Yeah, that's but my if shit we were story. there, we'd be like, ew. Yeah. Um, okay, this is another, this is a crazy one. So if, how would you, how would you say this question? Was this the supermarket one? Yeah. Okay, um, you're at a dinner party. <laughs> Okay, this is this is the weirdest one. Conchetta comes up with the weirdest questions. Yeah, and I just try to be different. And I made this know? weird. We were thinking about like all of the supermarkets as personalities. Okay. So Aldi, Harris Farm, Coles, Woolworths, mm. IGA. Mm. IGA. You need to say what. Yeah, what are they doing at the dinner party? Like, What's their describe energy? Describe each of them. At, you can do one word we or can just chat. Like a sentence about what you think they would be like as a person at yeah. a dinner party. Yeah. So let's start with Aldi. Mm. Also, or maybe you should tell them what you thought. Well, I thought Harris Farm to me was like, um, like a wealthy but like left Mm. wing, um, but like means well, like not that pompous, like means well. Doctor's wife sort of lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She lives in the east. She like voted for the independent candidate or something because not the liberal. And she's kind of like, you know, this beef is grass fed. We got it from down in this area. But not a great listener. No, no, no. Yeah. But she she does mean well. Yeah, I think so. Because Harris Farm, yeah, it is it is a bit posh, but it seems to have good intentions. It does. Yeah. It's got a good heart. Yeah, yeah. I like that yeah. about it. And it never gets too big, but you can tell that it's an extremely good business because they're popping up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But they still act humble. Yeah. So true. That's yeah. important. But they're it. not really the underdog. No. But no. they think they are. Okay, what about... I'm trying to think who would be the most entertaining at that <gasps> Aldi? Yeah, I think Audi's good. Audi's got a bit of an accent, a bit of a German accent. Yeah, I've um, come to this dinner party. I have dietary requirements. Yeah, and big quantities. Yeah. Which is always a good sign. I reckon IGA is like a little bit stingy. Yeah, I don't like I I think IGA is like a bitch. Oh, really? Do you think? No. I don't go to IGA now. Mm. I thought IGA is like super local and super independent. Yeah, I guess it varies. It really varries. That's like the thing with IGA. You never know when you're going to get what you get. Okay, so IGA is a Gemini. When they turn up to the dinner party, depends on their mood. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She could either be so stingy and like a bitch and like have nothing or she could be like, yeah, I brought berries. They're $10. I feel like um, Coles and Woolies. Oh, my God. They're exes. They like hate. They talk over each other. They hate. Mm. There's like they pretend that they're friends. They're trying really hard to be friends because they're all in the group. And but they're so they, similar. Yeah. That it hurts. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But Coles is like the ex-husband, and he like is like working his ass off and paying so much child support. And the Woolies is like a bit of a diva ex-wife, I think. Yeah, bit diva. But a bit of a diva. But she like hates him, and she's like fucking a greengrocer or something. <laughs> and that they're both. Good people, they just weren't meant to be together. Yeah. They weren't meant to be together. Yeah. We all knew it. <laughs> we all knew it. Like, it's good to have similarities, but when you cancel each other out almost, yeah. it never ends well. Also, Costco is like the yank who's like. Costco's hard to kind of get through to. You're just not sure where they are. Yeah. You know? Where are they? You're calling them. They're, they're late. They're-, they're in the car. They're on their way. And even when they're there, it's hard to sort of access them. Mm. They're sort of yeah. distant. Yeah. Interesting, but you just can't connect. <laughs> but you keep inviting them. <laughs> That's so funny. Best question ever, Alert. Sorry. <laughs> Great. Um, I don't know sauce. why more interviews don't ask that question. You should do that at the, on the project next time. Yeah. You're yeah. 
Yeah. Great one. Yeah. Um, Have we got a spare 15 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the advertisers will love this one. Call the sales team. Yeah. Dial up the supermarkets. I've got a new segment. <laughs> okay, this one I really need to ask. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, you're getting an ice cream from like a server in those like freezer yep. bins. What? What's your choice? Mm, and let me what like have one in my head and I'll tell you what it is and okay. then you say it. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> yeah, I, hope, okay. I hope you couldn't hear that. Okay, What's, what do couldn't you get? Okay, what are you getting? I'm a Magnum. Whoa! Way off, way off. Way off, way off. What were you thinking, like a splice? I said splice. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a surfy blonde guy. Yeah, and you know that because you said you you thought splice, didn't you? You're like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. you know, you've got splice <laughs> energy. Yeah, I'm trying to work away from that part of my life. <laughs> so you mean like just sort of like light-hearted summary? Yeah, yeah, or, no. or even a gay time. Mm. I thought that Thank could you. be. Yeah. I thought Calippo like. Calippo, yeah. yeah, light and breezy. But your your almond Magnum. Yeah, like da- full blown Dairy Queen. Yeah. Yes, Deep Magnum Ego. Chocolate. How do you feel? The Ego is good. Yeah, yeah. You'd it's never say rich. that to this question, though, would you? I'll be a strong <laughs> we, answer. We would. I was like, <laughs> that's Lauren. Yeah, mine is the. Um, it was always the cookies and cream connoisseur. Mm. That's like a phenomenal ice cream, but it's also. What do we love? A Magnum? No. A Maxi Bon. Maxi Bon. Maxi Bon. Maxi Bon's an interesting one, isn't it? It's mm. one, I'm surprised that it stood the test of time. Oh. Because it's def- become a yeah. classic now. It's a classic. It's there for good. Can I just tell you that, like, I don't think it's worth eating unless you wait for the cookie part to become soft. Like, that transforms. But it Which is pretty hold? soft. No, you no, hold no. the cookie end. Yeah, okay. Paul. You hold just the cookie end, yeah. eat the top. Of course. Leave the cookie to soft. And <laughs> of I course. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. You idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I Can think, I go? That would I be think they should make the cookie its own thing. I think there should be like get that at the yeah, supermarket. Just an just ice cream cookie. sandwich, but Maxi Bon. But Maxi Bon, exactly that classic mm. flavor. It's so buttery. It's so. I'm literally going to get one after this because of the. Because <laughs> there's so many servos around here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, and we've got to finish with. Let's finish with a fuck watch. So this is. We've asked a few random questions, but this is kind of a classic game that we play on our podcast. We for ask, every guest. For every guest, we always do it. It's called fuck watch. Um, it's kind of like a fuck, marry, kill where we give you three options and you choose who are you marrying, who are you this, but instead it's who are you fucking and who or what is in the room like watching. And a part of it. And they're a part of it. Like they're bringing okay. whatever they are bringing to it, like depending on like their personality. And so it's not necessarily like a, a diss to be the mm. watcher. It's just like a different role. It's a different role. And well, we will yeah. give you... It is a different role, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... I've got two. I, I think you've, this one's pretty good. Okay. And it's in keeping with, like, the hungry theme that we've introduced in the end of the episode. So your two options are Ronald McDonald and yeah. Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I, Ronald McDonald just, you know how he sits at the park bench often? And yeah. Just sort of, mm. And just sits there with his arm out. Yeah, he's always just he's watching. Open. I think it's time for him to get involved. <laughs> you flipped it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Colonel. I mean, he he looks so inquisitive, and he's got glasses. So yeah, so he's he not going to miss see. a thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if someone's going to watch, they may as well. He would and have an apparatus yeah. to watch. I feel like he like we don't know the colonel's personality, but he does like physically look a lot like the old man from Jurassic Park. Yeah. So like that's the personality that I'm giving him to be kind of like a like even a David Attenborough energy, like of observation and interest yeah, I think in so. the act. I think yeah, he's he got would... that, that sort of older man vibe. Yeah. And um, I think Ronald's hotter. Yeah. Wow. Ronald yeah. like looks athletic well, and tall. And a redhead. And a redhead. And a redhead. 
we love. Yeah. I feel like the colonel has um, those glasses you have at the opera. Yeah. yeah. He's that- peering in. He goes, I know I'm just a fast food junkie, but I'm trying to look, you know, a bit more intelligent. <laughs> I actually have a secret re- recipe. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it'd be good to get something out of the colonel, though. Oh, my Just, God. Uh, yeah. Would he be eating chicken? Yeah, is he catering? Is he that? eating the chicken from or the could bucket? You trade, Maybe. could you trade something with him to get the secret herb and spice so you can make KFC at home? Mm, wow. Maybe if you, like, put on a good enough show, he would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you, yeah, if, if you sort of take Ronald out of the game somehow. Okay, you kill Ronald. Yeah, you autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Eliminate the competitor and say, I did this and then you get for the you. Herb. This has been one of the best fuck watches with a guest ever. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. It's for really taking <laughs> it and running with it. Yeah, and you know before how he said, if you don't like anything you say, we'll cut it. Like, we won't cut this bit where no, you said that in. you would fuck then kill yeah, Ronald yeah, McDonald. Yeah. Tom Pe- Tilly. People say that at the start of an interview just to make you comfortable and they're like, <laughs> Sorry. That was, actually- that, was, that was the best bit. You think we're cutting that? Sorry. That was actually awesome. Yeah. We need to keep that. I don't know how it works, guys. It's my first rodeo. Oh, Tom, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Um, your book you. is called Speaking in Tongues. It's out as a book and an audio book. I'm intrigued by the audio book now that you've said that you speak, you do the impression of the tongues that in was it. Good yeah. Sell, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I really yeah. think people. I sing in there too, actually. Whoa. It's going to be kind of like when um, I listened to the Harry Potter audiobook to like unwind, but once I downloaded the version of it, that was like the American reader instead, and he was really intense on like mm. Stephen Fry, and I was trying to listen to it while going to sleep on like a bus in Japan. No. And it would be like, he'd be like reading and reading and reading, and then Voldemort would come in and he'd be like, Harry Potter! So people will be doing that with your book, and then you'll just be speaking in tongues. And they go, whoa! Whoa! Hey. Yeah. Um, Sounds awesome. Probably. Yeah. It was weird to do it again. So I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. Please. Is it out now? It's out. It's, it's out. out. Go get it. Go, Go get it. Get it. Yeah. Go catch it. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. It was a, just a dream. Thank you very much, Tom. And do you, what are your socials if you want to yeah, shout out? Yeah, plug away. Um, it's Tilly Tom on Instagram because Tom Tilly was taken up by a guy who works in a factory in Michigan. Oh, cool. my God. I he should wins. do that with my name. There's this bitch in Italy who has Conchetta Caristo oh, and she won't let up and give it to me. She's messaged her. Yeah. I didn't even ask this Several times. I should have tried to bribe him out of it. But Tilly I... Tom sounds really cool. Caristo Conchetta. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> hate it. It's not the oh, same. Yeah. But Tilly Tom's um, kind of cool. Get her kicked off the platform. <laughs> yeah, we should yeah, report her. Report her. Oh my God, I've done all these things that you're saying. Maybe if we all got together. Maybe if we report- dox this woman. <laughs> this grandmother in Italy, Conchetta Caristo. She doesn't post, Tom. What's the freaking but she point? Won't give it up. I'm an up and coming comedian. I said this to her. How how long do you think she'll be alive? Yeah. Ages. Italian women will live forever. <laughs> yeah. And then does like the Instagram die as well? I don't know. It's probably then it impossible to change. As long as you beat it as TikTok. You're a journalist. You should be we should be teaming up. Like yeah. I'm gonna do like a mini series about this. So maybe we fly together to Italy. With yeah. a private investigator. <laughs> yeah. Well now that Labour's in and government, this is the kind of thing the ABC will be able to fund. Okay? <laughs> <Yes>. Absolutely. <laughs> Let the cash rain down. <laughs> Great storytelling. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Tom, for joining us. Check out his book. Check out the audiobook. Check out us on Patreon for bonus episodes, Big Natural Talents, um, and on Instagram, Big Natural Talents, for pictures and whatever. And that's it. All of our live shows are over, so we can stop begging you to come to them. So this is it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> it's all you have to do this week. <laughs> all right. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye.